0: Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. I'm Belinda Janneke and today in studio with me, we've got Dr. Sebo Lau. Doctor, how is it going today?
1: Great, and how are you oh, you're looking lovely? oh
0: hey. my God, thank you, you yes. too no? very smart, very smart. we have to
1: yeah we no too <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dr. Rosaline. this is quite an impressive biography, very short and sweet but it's it's quite impressive to see you know where you have started and and your entire career. but I want you to explain to our listeners <laughs> um you know sort of like. Where did this all start for you and where you are currently at? Because that was quite a journey.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I always say it's like an old shoe telling its story (laughs) if (laughs) I have to say this. But yeah, I started as a nurse, professional nurse. I did my four year diploma in nursing, psychiatry, community nursing science and midwifery. And six years down the line, I left nursing. (laughs) to go and become a community liaison officer. But while I was there, I after completing my nursing diploma, I started with the Bachelor of Social Science. So in the humanities here, I'm an alumni. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I did my Bachelor of Social Science and then honors in industrial psychology because I thought, okay, I love working with people. So let me see what where this will take me. But you know what I never thought I decided uh uh-uh, not going to be a psychometrist not going to do that. Yeah. I took a pause and then I did masters in development studies. It was a new program at that time. So I was in the second cohort when Prof Lucius Portes was still here. Yeah. So I completed that in 2002. And took a long rest <laughs> <before Okay>. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but in principle i was a nurse and i never thought i could go to nursing. not never thought because my initial you know a qualification that i wanted to do was food technology okay i was good at biology and i, I really wanted to do that but you know what they say when your steps are ordered by the lord he takes you where he wants you to go. yes yeah absolutely so yeah and then i Became a uh, community liaison officer, just one year, six months, and then I joined Department of Finance, which was then called Finance, Expenditure, and Economic Affairs—the longest Goodness, name. <laughs> yes, for three years I was there doing transformation program, and then I joined the Public Service Commission, which I always say is the one of the highest, you know, structures in the in government, mm. and I worked there for six years as a deputy director. At that time, I had. Already done. I think I completed my master's when I was in the Public Service Commission. Briefly, that's it. That, yeah. So,
0: w- <laughs> but that's quite a journey, and I mean, I've got so many follow-up questions. You know, like okay. first of all, why why not nursing? Why why didn't you continue with that?
1: They laugh. I say I love people and I love helping people, but you won't believe I'm I'm so afraid of blood. <laughs> okay. So what frustrated me was while I was still a student, is just being in the casualty and seeing blood. So uh, luckily, I ended up working with babies. So I love okay. children. Oh, Aww. I love children. So I would have them. I would play with them, even as a professionalist. So, but also, I get easily bored. I don't want to do what, the same thing over and over again. Okay. So I always say, you go to the hospital, I wash the babies or the child, the patient. I give them food, I give them medication, I write a report, and that's it. The following day, I go do the same thing. Okay. okay. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Let me go and 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 also I think, at that time it was when the transformation was really happening in South Africa, because I left Nest in nineteen ninety six. And we were told that there's going to be rationalization. People are going to be moved to Mm. different places. And I thought, "Ah, before they do that, let me move myself. Yes. (laughs) And then I was (laughs) clever.
0: Very clever. (laughs) Yes.
1: I think sometimes you need to, you know, look at the circumstances and say, do I still want to be here? So I I really Mm. applied for that. And I enjoy it because being a community liaison officer, went very well with part of nursing, the community uh, nursing science that I did within the four-year diploma. Mm. So I enjoyed working within the communities, helping them with uh, community projects, you know, uh, income generation projects. You know, that time they called it feeding scheme, the Nelson Mandela, you know, feeding scheme. I was the one promoting those on radio, Mm. let's say, most of the time, and also through newsletters and all that, and even going into the communities, teaching them about these projects, helping them, the daycare centers and the primary schools and the community in general. So I enjoyed it. One year, six months. Yeah, it felt like long and then I got
0: another position. Yes, and it sounds like quite a lot of that that (laughs) you actually had to do, you know, before that time. Is that also where your interest for entrepreneurship started while you were working with the community?
1: Yes, definitely. I developed that passion because when I went to the Department of Finance, I loved the fact that while well, um, I was not specifically managing the finances, but I was exposed, you know, yes. to the to the environment. So I was dealing with different projects, especially service delivery improvement projects. So then the passion was growing. That's why when I did my master's in development studies, my main dream was entrepreneurship and tourism. So that okay. was like, yeah, preparing me.
0: So tell me about development studies. What does that mean? What does it entail? You have touched a little bit on entrepreneurship and and tourism Mm -hmm. specifically in your masters, but what does it entail if somebody studies that?
1: Okay. Yeah. Development studies. It's when we talk development, it means you're saying you're improving something from state A to B or C. So basically we're looking development in South Africa and even the world because you are not always prepared to work everywhere. So we were, I remember the, normally when we started, they would ask you, What is the developmental issue that mm. you think needs to be addressed and how do you think? And people tried, I, I think I wrote about HIV/AIDS and I wrote about un, unemployment to see what exactly. So we look at so, such things. But also, We looked at the, you know, the services in government. That's part of development. If you look at the municipalities now, because I, my my passion from the developing, looking at the IDPs, the integrated development plans Mm. of the municipalities, because that's where the entrepreneurship would actually stem and, and really empower the communities. Because if it's done properly, when you do the integrated development planning, you look at the challenges of the communities within your small area and then because you have the budget as well as a, as a municipal leader, you look at those and say, what the sk- what skills do these people have? Mm-hmm. What are the needs that they have? Rather than us seeing, like now we see uh, salons in one street, ten salons, because everybody sees, Belinda is having a salon, is succeeding, I'm going to start one. Yes. But if you're really doing an in, a proper planning, you'll realize that, There's no need for 10 salons. Mm. There might be people with different skills there who can just be guided and actually showed, you know, the way. And given the opportunity to say, I'm good at this, you know, how can I be assisted? So that's part of development. So that's what I did. And that helped me because in 2011, I got an inter- interviewed for a community development coordination of development projects. It was it's called Tabo Community Development Trust in Tabantu and Botabelo. So this is where I was entering because most of the women that are there, I was actually facilitating their development. The fund was developed when you remember when Tabantu San left yes. and came here. They realized that they were going to people were going to lose their jobs. Mm. And then they established a trust. That money was meant to develop people in Tabantri and Batavel. So I became the coordinator of that trust.
0: And let's just quickly get to where you are currently at. You are now at the University of the Free State in Humanities, teaching and learning manager. Yes. <laughs> How did you end up there? I mean, sure. why was there an interest in that? And are you enjoying it?
1: Very much so. Very much. I really enjoy it. I'm passionate about what I do. I think everything that I start to do, I make sure that I love it. I don't I choose to be where I am and I would not just expose myself to an interview of a job that I will I do not love. So that's what makes me passionate. I I left the public service in twenty two thousand and seven to go in and, and into my business. Yeah. And then I joined academy in twenty thirteen. So while I was there at CUT, I ended up managing the University Capacity Development Grant in Teaching and Learning, almost similar to this one. So in 20, 2019, this post was advertised, and I just saw myself fitting so well. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, well, I'm going back to my university. <laughs> yes, where oh, I started <laughs> ah, Yes, <yesterday>.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and it happened. 2020, COVID, I started here.
0: So what would you say is the main focus areas for somebody in a teaching and learning manager position?
1: I think I'm here about people. It's really people development, both students and and academics. Mm. Before we think about processes and systems, it's about people. Because we are here at the university to make sure that our students can learn. But we must also make sure that our academics can teach well. So, these Absolutely. two, that's why learning and teaching is very critical. And I regard myself as an agent mm. that must create an enabling environment for these people to be able to succeed. If a lecturer succeeds in, a teaching, in his or her teaching, the student succeeds in the learning, mm. and both of the three of us are, are happy, yes. the entire institution. Shines. Yeah, yeah.
0: And was there maybe one or two strategies that you have implemented in the time that you have been working here that have worked to pu- to put the lecturer and the student together? Mm, sure,
1: those <laughs> excite me so much
0: <laughs> 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 because I
1: dealt with what is called scholarship of teaching and learning where I come from. I I was mentored into academia through the scholarship of teaching and learning. And when I arrived, I could sense that this is the aspiration of the faculty, and I immediately started that. So I started that last year in 2021 in the faculty, and I got the support of my dean. So And and there were colleagues that were, wow, we're excited to be part of this, and I actually because when you think scholarship of teaching and learning, you think only lecturers actually yeah. engage the, the support staff, the academic advisors as well. Because mm-hmm. what the role that they are playing is also contributing to the learning of students and the teaching Absolutely. of our academics. So uh, it's, it's not only academics in this team. So we started that and it's grown. We are really doing well. This is the second year. It's actually a full year but I would say second year because I started last year, May. And I even presented at a conference just to give share with my journey of integrating this into the academic project. And, and people are excited about it. And because now the university has also started the Scholarship of Teaching and Learning Fellowship, so I'm able to feed in you know with with the people that i'm I'm working with in this project in the faculty to feed into the institutional project yes so it becomes, that alignment yes that alignment mm. is, is is very important so i'm I'm really enjoying that this, the other thing that I think I am excited that I managed to pull through is starting the excellence awards in the faculty. We did not have the excellence awards. Mm. Our people would have to apply for the institutional you know vice chancellors awards. what yes. so I uh, suggested that let's start in the faculty so that after we recognize them then they can see okay I'm capable I can apply for that it's actually like you know preparing them and also mm. recognizing them at the faculty level and we we pulled through our first one in April of this year oh that's great yes and and that is actually saying recognize our academics and they also feel good and they do more and they become mentors to others. And happy
0: stuff is going to give exactly, us happy students. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: and I think the third one that I don't want to leave, because we speak student engagement within our, our university. And I started with a student endeavor. We, we just say we come together with the students and say, let's just have a conversation. What are your challenges? And then we have lecturers also say, OK, this is how we can deal with it. We also have a challenge with you as students. Yes. How can we solve these? Cause this? Because mm. this is how we bring in. And because that, that was the first time last year, this year it became better. We had one first semester one, and then we're going to have the second semester in Kwakwa and then we'll join them uh, via the link. So it's actually helping us a mm. lot to, to engage with our students and make them aware that we care about you. But also you'll realize that decolonization of the curriculum has been Mm. the topical issue. So we would like to have platforms where we can, in a relaxed manner, talk with our students about these topics so that we can hear what they feel, what they would like to have, and Mm. what what their opinions are.
0: It's quite interesting and i can't wait to just see this you know moving forward for many years <laughs> hopefully you will stay a little bit Definitely. longer yet as well <laughs> so mm. now let, let's just get back to to you as an individual if you have to tell me about your career success what is one of the highlights and i know you will probably tell me oh there are many different <laughs> ones um, but if you have to highlight one of your recent successes that you are very proud of what will that be
1: oh. Yeah. One thing maybe that I didn't, I don't know whether I, I told you, I am a published author of two books. Okay. So the, the first one, I think what excited me is when I resigned from a 17 year <laughs> career, you know, being in in government, yeah. I resigned in 2007 and in 2009, I published my first book, so it took me time before I got to the second one, 2020. I've been sharing this wisdom for many years, and I decided to put it in a book. So my second book is Wisdom from the School of Life. I published that in 2020. Now, as I share, I do a lot of things. I do garden vegetable gardens in my community engagement projects as an individual. And I decided to register an NPO, nonprofit organization, which is called Wisdom Enterprising Academy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually use that uh, wisdom. So that is for me is 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 because it's going to impact communities. It's already yeah. impacting communities. Bar one, you know, Nestle Bar one, they they have a campaign called "It Starts with One." Okay. So I they they recognize me for as an academic who is empowering uh, people, students on on the careers, on sustainable living and entrepreneurship because these are my passions. Yes. So that for me, it's it's a campaign It's ending in December. So, yeah.
0: And where do we get these books? From me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we would have to put it there on our website. Um, definitely put a link Still in there. Link yes. In. Yeah, oh, to, thank you. To go and read that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and i mean it, i could see that even in the humanities career week with our entrepreneurship part of it as well you know and that vegetable gardens yes. idea and i've heard now recently some of our students um, want to go and um, implement that as well so that's quite exciting you know true, having, having true. you also part of those projects yeah. was quite interesting um just to see you, you you know you can just see in your eyes how, how excited it. you are <laughs> yes absolutely so if you are now not a teaching and learning manager there's no risk for you to resign now. <laughs> Please don't resign. But if you can, if there's not a teaching and learning management position currently, but there's no risk and security as well, you don't need a job, basically. What would you do?
1: Just go and sing. I love singing.
0: Oh, look at that. <laughs> you see? There are other passions as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got so many. Okay. But I love singing. I, I just love it. I've, I've always been, I've always loved singing and acting drama at school Yes, and I always say to our program director in the drama department, Daze, maybe I must come and study (laughs) drama.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not too late. (laughs) It's
1: not too late. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I love singing a lot.
0: Back to real life. Mm -hmm. What makes you good at your job? You have so many different (laughs) skills and competencies. How do you do it?
1: I think, as I said, love for people. I am very passionate about developing people. And even in nursing, my passion was always developing people. We had what we called in-service trainings. And most of the professional nurses were reluctant to go to those in-service training sessions because they, they didn't want to come in and teach others. But because I loved teaching, I would go, and when I come back, they'll be standing here, and I'll be sharing. And I always, that's that has always been my passion. And I think it starts from boarding school. I was good at biology, as I said. Saturdays, I'd be with my bio colleagues, and I'd teach them biology: the mitosis and meiosis, all those things. Nice. You understand. So I'm, I've always been passionate about developing people, and no wonder I'm, ending, I'm ending in the university, yeah, <laughs> as a teaching and learning manager. So it's it's my passion and i think my background the, the careers the different positions that i've i've been in have given me many skills mm-hmm. because i've i've definitely developed many skills there's no skill that i do not have i remember the finance the finance issue people ask as a nurse how did you end up because i was managing the grant of worth 14 million For the five years that I was at the University of CUT. But now, it's because I was observing. When I was working in the finance department, we were about four uh, assistant directors. And our boss would say, Rosalind, what is your story? Because what your secret, other people overspend. But you don't and i say it's like you're in your house yes. i can't spend what i you don't <laughs> have so i must first look at what i have before i i think of hey belinda come in and teach our people or have a workshop so it's it's a principle and i developed that and i i really it really helped me so Having worked in all those has has given me a lot of opportunity to develop many skills. Mm. Yeah,
0: And so therefore, yeah, I think that also the message that we would then want to give to our listeners also is that that idea of use the position that you are currently in because you might just develop yourself for something else. You Definitely. don't have to be limited. Just because you have started as a nurse doesn't mean that you're going to continue exactly.
1: as a nurse. Exactly. And, and for your information, I've, I've noticed many nurses – my colleagues that we started with in 1986, most of them are in different top positions in yeah. different places. Mainly because, and, and most importantly, nursing gave us a lot of skills because mm. you become in charge of award at a ward at an early age. Remember, I, yeah. I qualified at the age of 24, I think. Yes. So Very you, young. you become in charge of drugs. Mm that are to be given to patients. So you must be very cautious about that. Mm-hmm. And you need the lives of patients are in your hands. You must make sure that the nurses do the work. So that is administration at its worst. And it's very important. It, I took it serious and, and yeah. that has taught me and, and the other positions as well. Yeah. So I, I think if, if let's say students are listening now in the humanities, I mean, I studied basic science In most cases, they'll think in in humanities. What can you do? Mm. There's so many things that you can do in the humanities. I'm here. Being human is very important. And there are a lot of skills that we can we can learn.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so now it is time for this or that. Are you ready? Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee.
1: Though it makes me sick.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You're my kind of person. (laughs) Uh, Sweet or salty? Salty. Remote or on-site? On-site. For the to be people. With people. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. Every morning I?
1: I give thanks to my creator for the life that he has given me.
0: Amen. Yeah. And my favorite word is? Wisdom. Yes, of course, <laughs> <laughs> it's in your book and yes. we are definitely going to share that link. <laughs> Thank you Thank you so much um, for this time. Uh, I will just speak for ages and ages. Um, you really have quite an amazing journey, um, a career that you have built for yourself. And I really look up to you and, and what you Thank have you accomplished so to date. And good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much, Belinda, for having me.
0: That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.